0: Someone can come along and take everything from you. They can take away your house, they can take away your money, they can take away your family. And the one thing that no one can ever, ever take away from you is your knowledge, what's inside your mind. I think that's something that has stuck with me and that's kind of my goal that I'm working towards.
1: reflect on what your unique gifts and talents are. It's rare as women to take a moment to think of ourselves in this way, but what would happen if we made an effort to dig into what our gifts are and how we could get more enjoyment, growth and fulfilment from them in our everyday life. This is Topmast, the podcast for women in the middle of their personal and professional journey, who value continuous learning and growth and who want to dedicate time to understand themselves better. This is a space for us to collectively dive deep and witness our true talents, to feel seen by a community of women on a similar journey, and to celebrate and understand our gifts no matter where we are in life. My name is Beck Newman. I'm a creative director living and working in London. In each episode of Topmast, I'll be in conversation with different people who identify as women about what they believe to be their greatest gifts in life. We'll unpack how each woman discovered these gifts, how she nurtures them, and how they manifest in her professional and personal lives. The women I speak to are so generous with sharing their journeys, and all of them are uncovering some brilliant insights, no matter how old they are, where they come from, where they work, or where their passions lie. I hope that in listening to these conversations, you feel invited to reflect on what your own gifts are. Because I believe that once we acknowledge and nurture our unique gifts, we can find an ongoing sense of fulfillment, wonder, and purpose in our lives. My guest today is Anisha Aslam, who is honestly one of the most impressive young women I know. I met Anisha a couple of years ago when I was actually one of her clients. She then later came to work for me for a time at my creative agency in Cygnus. Each month, Anisha produces her own newsletter on LinkedIn called Monthly Marketing Tips, which has subscribers now in the tens of thousands. She has built this audience all on her own by tapping into her unique strengths. As you'll hear in our chat, a big part of this was turning something that could have been seen as a weakness into one of her greatest gifts. So no matter how old you are or where you're at in your career, I suspect you'll find some inspiration in Anisha's resilience and ability to reflect. I want to know, first of all, how you would define what a gift is.
0: That's such a tricky question. How can you define (laughs) that in (laughs) real sentences? Um, For me, I think having a gift comes in so many different shapes and forms that you can't really pinpoint Mm. exactly what a gift may be. Um, There's so many different variations of that. So, yeah, I don't see myself as having a gift per se. But um, yeah, I think that maybe sometimes other people see something in me that I may not see myself.
1: Okay, that's interesting. Uh, Like, have you always thought of gifts or talents in that way, or, I mean, have you... Do you feel like you've given much thought to like this kind of topic before? Honestly, probably not before you mentioned
0: it, and it was such... Hmm. Before we were talking uh, about doing the podcast, it took me a long time to kind of think about what do I actually have in myself that I would consider a gift and Mm -hmm. because like i guess it's kind of maybe self-esteem something that is not something that i've always had in the past but i feel like i'm kind of changing the way that i see myself now um just being in like the career that i have and being a young professional maybe i'm starting Mm -hmm. off my early in my career i'm i think i'm still pretty early so being able to see what i'm doing there and how far I've come in such a short space of time? I would mm. say that that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. So obviously I before we've recorded this podcast, I've asked you to have a think about like what you think you know some of the top three gifts are that you identify within yourself. How did you approach thinking about that? and working out what those top three were.
0: I think the kind of main approach, I was kind of looking at what I've accomplished um, kind of my life so far and how I've ended up where I have. And I was thinking Mm. about, initially I was thinking about kind of early childhood and what I was able to do then with the support I was able to get. And Mm -hmm. then I was thinking about, maybe a bit later down the line, having all of these amazing people that I call friends and mentors as well that have been able to help me uh, kind of achieve what I have as well um, within, for me uh, specifically
1: speaking, within marketing. Did you consult anybody else that you know to kind of help you identify these gifts? Yeah, it was a
0: funny one actually. I was having a conversation with my mom, and she was just like, i I am the reason you're <laughs> just not <that, laughs> typical like i am I am the reason you are the way you are, and uh, I am i yeah, everything is down to me um but to be honest, like I do owe a lot to her because I think especially I think we'll touch on it a bit later, but some of the challenges that I've faced as well, she's been mm. like my biggest champion being able to help me kind of every step of the way as well and yeah I really appreciate everything that she's
1: done so oh, that's cool like do you like obviously you know she's kind of like you know making a joke like oh it's all for me but like actually you know do you actually think there's truth in there that that some of these gifts that you that we're going to talk about today like do you feel like um, they are inherited from your mum or other family members?
0: Yeah, definitely. I think from both of my parents, actually. The fact yeah. that, speaking about her, for example, she has graduated so many times. I think I've been to at least maybe a couple of her uh, graduation sh- ceremonies. She's had four in yeah. total as well. So she's always been like quite like strong-minded, wanting to get the best out of, life and being able to accomplish... She's accomplished so much as well, so I think definitely, Mm -hmm. like, that's someone that I've always looked up to and it's a funny thing, actually, even when I was doing my degree at university and I used to come home and kind of do my revision of my my exams and coursework and that sort of stuff, I I had two pictures up on the wall. There was my sister and my mum and they were both in their graduation (laughs) cap and gown and it was something that... I always wanted to get up on the wall (laughs) that was like a big thing for me so yeah finally I got up
1: on that wall oh that's awesome that's so nice so I'm kind of hearing as well that perhaps when you're thinking about gifts there is for you this kind of connection between gifts and also achievements um what do you think about that
0: yeah, I think so because I'm quite a competitive person. I think just in general, <laughs> um, I like to, especially just I compete with myself. Number one, yeah, and I always want to try, try and outdo myself and see how far I can push myself. And for me, I think obviously, it's, you want to you want to be able to achieve, but then getting that recognition as well on top, is it's just that kind of cherry on top of the cake, I guess. And, yeah, that's what... I'm not saying that's the same for everyone. For me personally, mm-hmm. though, I think that I do then kind of... It's kind of the reassurance I need then to know, like, hey, maybe maybe I am uh, talented in what I do and maybe this is potentially a gift.
1: So... Would you say it's important to you then that your gifts are recognized by other people?
0: That's like a a quite an interesting question actually because one of the gifts that I put down was my learning disability. And Mm
1: -hmm.
0: now I've kind of come to love that about me, the fact that I'm dyslexic, but you're saying about being recognized by other people for that for example mm. taking that as an example I wouldn't say that it was something that I would probably when I first found out it wasn't something that I wanted recognizing by other people because I didn't want to kind of be singled out and put into that kind of you know I just wanted to be tr- treated the same as everyone else and I didn't want mm-hmm. that to kind of define me um so that was something that it's not that I wasn't I think later on in my career now I'm coming it's not something that um I personally um hide if we, if we want to have the conversation I'm more than happy to have that and it's something that like I'm just awful talking about now but yeah definitely earlier it was something that I just wasn't comfortable with
1: let's jump in further into that because yeah one of your top three gifts that you sent over to me you have listed that down as dyslexia so can you just first of all just give me a bit of background on that what what is that gift that you're referring to there
0: for me it was just that gift has really shaped the way that I have been able to live my life and how I kind of go about everyday life structuring things and a different way because because I can see things in different ways maybe that you wouldn't necessarily see them in so mm. and then it kind of relates back to um, my parents and my mom especially so I first found out I was dyslexic at the age of 15 it's becoming more common now that we were getting the test done early. but even when I was yeah, back yeah. in school that was a big thing and because I knew that there was something wrong but it wasn't quite as black and white because there's so many different variations mm. So yeah, I didn't yeah. I didn't fall into that category. Um, but it was something that my mum especially kept pushing and we were able to get get me tested. We have to go and get it done privately in the end. So um right. that's that was something that I was able to then it just made so much sense when I was able to go back into school then and, and study and I was just being able to get extra support within classes and that continued right the way up until I graduated from university and yeah, it was something that I I, th- I think of now as a gift because it, I'm just going back to see, seeing how I'm able to see things differently and for me to be able to adapt so for example, if someone is giving uh, given you a long textbook or maybe a PDF to read. I might look at it differently and have different opinions because it, it takes me so long to concentrate and read through that. I might have a different view um, on certain things um, and just being able to look at things with a different like, kind of view, I think that is just a massive gift and it's something that I've taken with me as well and I've been able to adapt and for example, also I have this uh, the LinkedIn newsletter. You know about it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's such a funny story. It's though. so good. <laughs> it started out. I can honestly say it started out because of my dyslexia. Because yeah. I knew that I was going to be within my uh, role, I was going to be writing more longer forms mm-hmm. of content. So I, it was. I I was always okay at writing. I was never. Really bad at it. I was always average, but in terms of my speed, because of my dyslexia, I thought it was something that I could improve upon. So, it I kind of I was I sat down and had to think about okay, what's something that can bring value to other people? I could easily have written I don't know like something a top ten list of TV shows on Netflix or something like that. Other streaming platforms are available. But I I wanted to give people knowledge, give back to people and provide them with a piece of content that they could take away with them and be like, hey, I've actually learned something valuable here that I can take away. Mm. So that's kind of how that started. And I love talking about marketing as well. So that's also it was really (laughs) easy to write about. And yeah, it, it was just for me initially started out as a way to improve my writing skills and my speed. And mm-hmm. it's just something that I've been able to continue with as well.
1: I mean, there's so much there in that. Like, I mean, you've started off with something that a lot of people, the kind of world at large would tell you is potentially a weakness and something that could potentially hold you back in life. And then you've taken that and turned that into You've, you've applied like a different way of thinking about it, which is, well, actually, this is something that's a strength of mine because actually it means that I look at things differently. And then you've now taken that further and said, you know, actually, I want to develop this skill even more and in doing that actually give something of value to other people as well. I just think that's such a interesting trajectory for this gift to have taken. Um, like, what do you think about that journey from, like, taking something that other people might have told you? Well, I don't know, did people tell you that it was a weakness and that it was going to hold you back in life? It was something that definitely was on my mind. I don't think people out and out said
0: in those particular mm-hmm. words, but you kind of I think just being brought up in the society that we've been brought up in, sometimes you kind of take that, the fact that you've got a learning disability and then think that, you know, the world's ending kind of thing. And it's it's definitely not that at all. And it's just about making small changes in life. And the way that you just summarise everything (laughs) that was just like, wow, yeah, I did do that
1: yeah, I mean, what do you think about that? That you've turned this thing into not only a strength for you, but a gift that you're actually able to then pass on to other people and help other people through your newsletter? And to be honest, I'm sure that the newsletter is just the beginning for you. <laughs> yeah, I honestly you just come back to being able. I
0: love the fact to to be able to give back. That's just me kind of as a person I really I love being able to help I I would love to be in more of a mentor role actually and be able to Mm. help other people um but yeah just it was about what how can I provide value to other people and yeah I think that I'm so happy with where that part um where the news that, that has uh ended up because sometimes it's hard when you're trying to start something and get get the ground uh, running and sometimes it's pretty difficult then to keep up with it but I knew that it was something that I could maintain and we're probably a year and a half into the the newsletter and I publish Mm. once every month. Um, I try to get it out on the first of every month and I'm just growing that. I can't believe that that many people want to hear what I have to say and um, yeah just knowing that it provides value I think that's just Mm. my biggest takeaway and yeah that's why I love doing what I do. Mm.
1: I'm really curious to know in terms of that mindset shift into thinking about your dyslexia as actually a strength and an opportunity to sort of approach things differently was there a specific turning point when you started thinking that way? I'd say I was probably
0: after university. I think that's when everything kind of stops in terms of support. I guess that you have the tools there Mm -hmm. that you you, you, you always have access to them. But in terms of the one-to-one support sometimes, because I had some amazing uh, people I relied upon and helped me throughout my academic career. But then going out there, I think that was a big turning point for me Um, and being able to then adapt, right? We're not studying anymore. This is the professional world now. What can I do, um, to be able to do what I love to do? How can I adapt then? I think that Mm -hmm. was the biggest mind shift for me then and being able to, so I have my little things like sometimes, um, just get, um, Uh, dictate on to help me speak sometimes sometimes i get the computer to read back to me as well um Mm -hmm. things things like that small tools like that and that's really helped me and i think that was the big kind of shift though going into my first role as well
1: i think that's a really great link actually to ask you about another one of your gifts which is being adaptable first of all tell me what you mean by this so again coming out
0: of university
1: I'm Mm. not going to
0: pretend like I I was the uh, top student within um in terms of like extracurriculum activities so they always tell you go out there get experience um do do what you got to do and it's always good to build your CV up before graduating I didn't do that (laughs) I can Mm -hmm. honestly say I didn't do that I did actually a degree in uh, a combined honors in digital media marketing and I was I majored in web development so I was doing all Mm -hmm. HTML and CSS coding building websites I I came out of university thinking I was going to be the next Neil Patel or something like that with (laughs) SEO I I loaded like just everything yeah yeah and honestly that wasn't the case at all I struggled. (laughs) I spoke to so many recruiters. uh, In fact, for probably, I think it was over 200 different roles after coming out of university before landing my first one. And it was something that I really struggled with because they needed this qualification. I had so many people on the phone to me saying, hey, we we would love to hire you, but you just don't have the uh, certificates that you need. We're going to send you on this course, but you have to pay X amount. To get on it and i just didn't as a fresh graduate i just didn't have yeah i just didn't have that kind of money to go on these courses so that was a struggle and obviously it was a pandemic as well at the time so that was just another layer
1: Mm. and
0: i had to go on universal credits actually and that's kind of what landed me my first role so i went on to a kickstart scheme and i did that Yeah, I did that um, for six months and...
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah, it was just such a, like, lucky break, I guess, um, because I I was able to get that and then go into my next role, but just going back onto that Kickstart scheme, it was just what I needed at that time. Unfortunately, though, it was more marketing, but I guess fortunately for me, it was... I didn't actually see myself going into that marketing role because I was still so in web, um in work yeah. development so then after that I was because I had the degree I thought right I, I need to get something on my CV this is a great opportunity I'm definitely going to take this and I started that kickstart scheme, game and I loved every second of it and everything that I was able to learn it's just a short period of time and having the mentor as well um, my mentor there was Uh, Denise O'Leary and I think that she was like such a a big uh, factor and big like focal point in my life then being able to kind of see where I've gone because she was Mm -hmm. there right at the start and she was a mentor to me and then from that I was able to land my next big role as well and that was my first role and just being able to see where how the different roles I've taken within marketing as well Mm. It's just absolutely amazing and now I love everything about marketing and I would never see myself going back to that. Of course don't get me wrong, I still love web development and that aspect, but now I feel like I am, I can quite confidently say that I am a marketer.
1: Is this something you think you've always had, this adaptability, or is it something that you feel you've developed over time?
0: I feel like it's something that's always been there, but being able to adapt. When you say it like, and so black and white, I guess coming into my role that I did at Seed Lever, that, that's a real standout moment of being adaptable because uh, mm. I it was quite a small team. And then being able to be molded into that kind of role. I think that that's such a great gift to have being because sometimes hmm. now just speaking about um, businesses in general if you're a start of business for example and you don't have people that are willing to be adaptable that can be a struggle of course it's good to have people with x amount of years of experience within the industry but then they you find themselves that they're just not budging on what their mindset is and this is actually a good one for anyone who's thinking about starting a business If you're willing to be a mentor to the people that you're hiring and you're able to Mm. help them learn and to gain that experience, I would say 100% it is better to take someone who maybe doesn't have as much experience but who are eager to learn rather than someone Mm. who has 15, 20 years of knowledge within the industry. It is so much better to take on people that you can mold into the ideal, I guess, as is an air quotation employee because Mm. they are so much more eager they want to be able to impress and they want to be able to get results but they just need need someone to help them so i would say if you are and you should have if if you're starting up a business you should have knowledge within the industry so why not share Mm -hmm. that with
1: other people a hundred percent i yeah i honestly can't agree more i think you can teach knowledge you can teach skills but you can't teach attitude. So, I I absolutely 100% agree with that. I'd love to know as well, like your gift of being really adaptable obviously plays a big role in your career. I was also wondering how about in your personal life? Do you see this gift coming through there as well? Yeah, I
0: think so. I think because I've just always been one of those people I'm always willing to try new things I'm mm. more, I would never say no to doing anything no matter what it may be whether that's in a work environment or whether it's in my personal life so for example I'm always you know trying to do home DIY things and stuff <laughs> like that. It's something that I I have no idea I have no idea how to do any, uh, any of that I'm not very gifted but I will never say no and if anyone Kind of need any help within my personal life with anything uh I like to think that I'm always there uh to be able to offer support and a bit of help as well.
1: Where do you think that comes from?
0: Honestly, I'm not sure <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know maybe I guess that it just kind of me as a person i I just always want to be able to help others be happy. I'm so positive. I think that's what it comes down to. <laughs> are, yeah. such a, even when it's like something like the worst, of, we're going through the worst of crises. Like if, if something bad is happening, I will always try and mm. put a spin on it. And I'm so <laughs> always looking at the bright
1: side. It could be worse, right? <laughs> yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, I want to get your thoughts on, on something. For me, when I think of being adaptable... And when I think of everything that you've talked about so far around turning things into positives and things like that, what the first thing that comes to my mind actually is resilience. So I'd love to know, like, have you thought about that as well? Like, does that make sense to you that being adaptable does go hand in hand with resilience?
0: Yeah, I never actually thought of it like that. But now that you said it. Hmm. I think it really does kind of come from what I've overcome potentially in my personal life then being able to see what I've achieved and then I guess you, you do have to go through the life experiences sometimes and it differs for every person but some of the challenges and what I've had to overcome I think that it definitely plays a part in the way that I've shaped up to be now and what, what I do and how I approach things and I think just being able to have that res- resilience always for kind of thinking about the positive as well and I always want to be able to when it comes back to being adaptable as well they definitely I see and they do go hand in hand um, but it's not necessarily something that I ever thought about being like that.
1: Mm. I think it's also super interesting how these first two gifts that we've discussed, I feel like they definitely influence each other and feed off each other. Having dyslexia has, you know, you've turned that into an opportunity to be adaptable. And as I said, like, I feel like being adaptable is really connected to resilience I think a lot of people sort of shy away from life experiences um, to sort of stay within their comfort zone. And I think there's people out there much, much older than you that don't have this gift. I think it's really interesting that you feel that this sort of adaptability is sort of quite inherent in you like do you think that having these life experiences has helped you to grow that gift as well
0: yeah definitely I think that you know it's it's been quite difficult growing up in um, kind of this I hate just bringing everything like to culture but for me Mm -hmm. I am from an ethnic minority background but and then there's that certain culture there that is often like you kind of perceived in a certain way. And there's kind of a stigma then about not talking about disabilities and mental health and, mm-hmm. and all of that. And that was something that I think I struggled with as well earlier on. Mm-hmm. And that's why it kind of, I feel like it did tie back to not being that confident when I was younger about speaking about my disability. I think now, even though my parents, they they have been there and they have been there every step of the way and I wouldn't be where I am and I'm really, I have them to thank for that, being able to get the support that I did so early um, in place and just having that though, I think it was, yeah, it was something that was on my mind when I was younger but then just being able to take that and then be adaptable and, and embrace my learning disability then, Uh, Mm. in in my professional career and even where I am now, I think that was a big thing.
1: Mm. So your third um, gift that you've mentioned is, you've called it the power to reflect. And obviously this is absolutely coming out in this conversation today, your power to reflect. For me personally, I think a lot of people, again, much, much older than you, don't have this gift. (laughs) I'd love to hear your thoughts. Like, do you agree with me that this is a rare gift? (laughs) Probably, yeah.
0: I think so. And that's why I put it down as one of my gifts. I think that Mm. I'm such a reflective person anyway. I'm not Mm. someone that's able to, I think in a group setting as well, for example, I'm not able to... Uh, speak out straight away I'm very logical in the way that I think sometimes Mm -hmm. and I like to have maybe if it's like a few minutes to myself um, just being able to take all the information in and break it down, I don't know if that's Mm -hmm. something to do with my learning disability, I'm, I'm honestly not sure but just being able to think logically and how I break everything down in my mind and then being able to then come back with an answer so I just, yeah, I'm just, I'm just in general quite a reflective person. And then I like to keep, maybe make notes on my phone at night or like keep a diary or something like that. And then just being able to reflect back on things that have gone well. I'm talking mm-hmm. about personal and in the work setting, but then also mm. maybe things that have not gone so well. And just being able to reflect. And it's always about how to keep moving forward and it's always about i've always been a massive kind of champion of personal development and how can we take the learnings of if something happens how can i take that and improve myself for the future how can i learn from my mistakes because i'm not claiming to be perfect no one is perfect but it's about how mm. you then be
1: be able to reflect upon that and make changes mm I think it's really cool that you, in your sort of reflections, you look at both the good and the bad. How do you do that? How do you put that into practice? Like, do you ever find yourself judging yourself for the things that went poorly? Um, I think a lot of people don't pause to reflect because sometimes the, the negatives can be a bit crippling. How do you approach that? Yeah, no, I, I wouldn't say
0: I wouldn't judge myself. I think that's quite a, a strong way to put it. But I think that the fact that I'm able to take criticism, I, 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 sometimes is. I know it can be quite difficult for people to hear maybe the negatives, but for me, I always see it as a learning opportunity. That's. I think mm-hmm. that's kind of just going back to my positive mindset. I think about <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, how can I spin this and turn this, what could some people could see as a negative and spin it into a positive. And the positive mm-hmm. is when you, when you mess up, that you're learning. And isn't that what life is about? We're always making mistakes, but it's about how we're able to take those mistakes and then be able to learn from those experiences and to continue to develop. And that's something that I see within myself because I... I'm just all for taking on on feedback and it doesn't have to be like you know full on negative like getting a telling off kind of thing it can it could mm-hmm. be little things um the way that you could like small changes that you can make super easily but then being able to then put your the best version of you forward um is something that I I personally I love hearing and those kinds of feedback, that kind of feedback as well. Mm. Mm.
1: I think it's super interesting that this, like, all comes from you, like, within. It's internal. Um, it just sounds like you don't need that nudge from external factors to tap into this gift.
0: Yeah, but potentially that could be the case and I know that it's not easy for everyone um, and sometimes you do need external fact- factors but I think it just boils down to my personality and mm. I wish that there was some secret ingredient that was something <laughs> that could add, to something that I ate, I ate in the morning or something to get me so positive <laughs> but I, I don't think that that's the case. I think that it's just kind of coming back to learning and just developing. That for me is because then life is so boring when you're not learning new things. But, I mean, <laughs> what's the point? <laughs> you want to be able to learn and I I just find that super interesting. And maybe I'm just a bit nerdy, but um, anything, I'm just all for it, especially if it's marketing related. I mean, that, that's just the plus one,
1: right? Yeah. Yeah, 100%. Do you find that you apply this sort of reflection to both work and personal things? Yeah, I think so. Um, I, You know, something that
0: sticks with me and it's something that I learned a few years ago and it's something that my granddad told me before he passed away it was years and years ago but it stuck with me and I think it's something that I will take with me for the rest of my life and that is someone can come along and take everything from you they can take away your house they can take away your money they can take away your family they can take absolutely everything away from you and the one thing that no one can ever ever take away from you is your knowledge what's inside your mind and Mm that's something that no one can take away from you and that's what you can use to help help you in life being able to if that's within the career that you choose or the way that you want to live your life i think that's something that has stuck with me and that's kind of my goal that i'm working towards and there's there's no kind of end point on that i just but that just really stuck with me and it's always about building knowledge because that's not, it's something that no one can ever take away from you
1: mm. I love that that's awesome what do you think about applying that line of thought to your gifts as well like in terms of you know external factors they can't take those gifts away from you they're yours as well
0: yeah, definitely, and that's just how I kind of view things as well. So if no one can take away, the, if they if they try hard enough, they can dampen my positivity. If they, but no one can take that away, <laughs> it, it will always be there. They can try, but yeah. it's not going anywhere because that's within me, and also that kind of my mindset on being reflective. And I think that's what it all boils down to for me, though—the fact that no one can take away, yeah, uh, no one can take away your knowledge, and that's why I just kind of want to be able to share that as well with other people, um, mm-hmm. within marketing in particular. And that's where I guess kind of my mind mindset for the newsletter came in. Is it's not even just about the newsletter though; it's about so many different aspects. Just being able to teach other people just in general is something Mm. that I really kind of want to do just moving forward in my career and I really see myself going into a mentoring role
1: and further down the line. Would you say that we could add that to your list of gifts being a mentor? Maybe not yet it's a bit early for that. Um, I think you have to also (laughs) go through a lot of experiences and I
0: am still Mm -hmm. learning Um, but I hope in in the future, in the near future, that 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 would be uh, something to add to the list of gifts. Um, but yeah, maybe not quite yet. I don't know though. <laughs> like, I think that that's left up to interpretation, though. If you if you're saying about that, if that is mentoring through the newsletter, then I'll take it.
1: Are there any other gifts that you would like to develop over time?
0: I'm always. Oh, for developing that skill of being a better listener i think that i'm a mm. pretty decent listener but that's something that i'm hoping to develop as well and being able to understand sometimes that's something i struggle with um because okay i maybe i'm too positive then and i just i need to be a bit more reflective and then think about uh, <laughs> if i'm yeah just being able to take that feedback sometimes it can be struggling to be to be fair mm. I'm all for learning and stuff. I'm not saying it's easy. Um, Sometimes it does take a bit of kind of time then to go and reflect and being able to learn from those. Um, It's not something that comes naturally to everyone.
1: So in that sense, when you reflect on things, how do you then put those reflections into practice? in your life? Is it a conscious thing? Or is it an unconscious thing?
0: I think actually, it's about both. Um, mm-hmm. If, if it's something that I can change, if there's, if I, if I can do something better, is something that I can act upon, then yes. But then also, I think internally, then being able to think about kind of mindset as well, I think that has a big part to play in it. And then also, I would love another skill i would love to be able to adapt as well would be kind of my i think sometimes in group settings you because i'm so logical i do like time to reflect sometimes mm-hmm. it could be seen as being a bit unengaged or maybe if i'm not voicing my opinion straight off the bat mm-hmm. i think that that sometimes can be taken in a negative way i think once you get to see the once I think that just comes from a, a different kind of their understanding of me, though. Once you see that sometimes I feel a logical thinker, it might take a couple minutes, then I think you realize, okay, yeah, it's absolutely fine. Um, but sometimes mm-hmm. it can be hard, though, for to be able to get that across the fact that I am so logical sometimes.
1: Well, I think that all sounds like again tapping into your gift of adaptability. And thinking about things in a different way as well. (laughs) So I think just to sort of finish off, I do think these three gifts that we've discussed today that you wanted to highlight, I think they are all very closely interconnected with each other. Yeah, I
0: see that. And I think it's just there's so many different probably other gifts that I didn't even realize that I had um, but they all kind of stem back to that kind of core of I think it is my the way I approach life maybe it has all aspects to do with my disability but yeah I think that they, they are definitely connected.
1: Had you ever reflected on your gifts in this way?
0: <laughs> I hadn't reflected actually until I was uh, coming up with the ideas and then yeah. For the podcast, and then I was thinking about like, wow, th- there's probably like so many different things that I didn't even think about. But if I had to pick three top gifts, I think that they mm. would be them. Um, but then there are like there's other things trickling off as well that I could um, kind of link to them that we haven't even spoken about. But um, yeah, I would like to thank you as well for inviting me as well on the podcast because it really did. It gave me that kind of step back I had to take and. Just mm-hmm. look at my life overall and see what I've accomplished. And I've actually accomplished so much that I didn't even think about. And when yeah. you see it like that, it's like, wow.
1: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Top Mast. If you enjoyed it, please consider leaving a review and subscribing wherever you get your podcasts.